Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, your host, Troy Francis. I am coming at you live from London, from my humble abode, somewhere in the depths of London. And yeah, here we are. It's a Tuesday. I was remiss in my duties yesterday, I'm afraid. And for one reason or another, I wasn't able to get it out. That is to say, the podcast. I wasn't able to get the podcast out yesterday, but I thought I would get it out for you today. So here we are, and I'm recording. So what I want to talk to you about today is disclosure. And by that, what I mean in particular is disclosure in terms of a relationship, in terms of a dating scenario. Because a lot of the time, guys come to me, or indeed they ask the question on forums or Reddit or whatever it is, about how much they should reveal about themselves to girls that they are dating, or not even dating, maybe that they're just sleeping with, or indeed that they want to date, or they want to sleep with. There's this big issue about disclosure and about how much you should give away to women, essentially. I don't mean monetarily or anything like that. I just mean in terms of information about yourself. So I wanted to get into that today. I've made a, or sorry, rather, I've written an email about this very subject to my email group. So if you're not a subscriber to my email list, then I would encourage you to jump on board with that. The link is in the description below. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the the link to my free email uh, service. So do get on that. I send out a, an email article pretty much every day, Monday to Friday. I mean, sometimes I miss it because if I'm busy or I'm traveling or something, but in general, I'm sending out free content via that email list every day, plus offers and news and all that kind of stuff. So do get on, on there if you're not on there. It is absolutely free of charge. The other thing to mention is that Renegade Dating Domination, which is my collection of essays and articles and so on and so forth <clears throat> from the last five years or so, is selling like hotcakes over on Gumroad, over on my shop, my store on uh, the Gumroad website. So if you haven't picked that up yet, then I would encourage you to do that. Again, the link is below whatever platform you're Listening to this on, you'll see the link for Renegade Dating Domination. I would highly recommend that you purchase that if you haven't yet because it's got over 150 articles in it on all different aspects of game, of dating, relationships, the dating marketplace, all of that good stuff. It's over 400 pages long. It's uh, 200,000 words long nearly. There's just loads and loads of material there. It's a labor of love that really charts my journey over the last five years or so. Well, actually beyond that, because some of the articles refer back to things that happened even before that period. But it contains all the best Return of Kings articles that I did, plus the best stuff that ran on realtryfrancis.com, my own website, etc., etc. So yeah, jump on board if you want to read more about my experience and views and lessons about dating. It's all in there. Renegade Dating Domination, link below. All right, so look, I want to get into this thing now about uh, revealing yourself and how much of yourself you should reveal early on in the dating process. And 
My short answer to this question is that you should not reveal very much. In fact, you should aim to remain opaque or as opaque as you possibly can throughout the dating process and certainly, certainly in the early stages when you are first getting to know a new girl or a new woman who you are bringing into your life, okay? Now, that advice is, of course, very counterintuitive when set against the mainstream dating advice that you will get. Because if you think about what a date looks like from the normie perspective or from the average guy in the street perspective, it's almost like an interview, isn't it? You get two people who come together to have a drink or a coffee or maybe a meal or whatever it is, and they sit opposite each other and they almost read out their CVs to each other or I suppose in this day and age, their LinkedIn profiles. You know, they almost list their attributes to the other person in this effort to find common ground, in this effort to find little things that, they go, oh yeah, so you like croquet as well. I played croquet at school. Wow, we've got so much in common. Or, oh, you studied geography as a degree. I studied geography too. Wow, that's another box ticked. And of course, <clears throat> underlying that, if you want to be a bit cynical about it, there is the element of people checking out what the other person does, what, how much they earn. You know, the, the woman might be looking at the guy thinking, well, is this guy a good provider? Is he somebody that I could see myself getting into a serious relationship with? Does he earn enough? You know, is he going to be able to foot the bill, etc., etc., etc.? And so, and both genders get into that dance, into this dialogue, into this dance, knowingly, because guys know when they go on dates, when they go on these kind of mainstream dates, if you like, they know that they are, or that their whole strategy if you like, is to sell themselves. Their whole strategy is to sell the fact that they are, you know, maybe a high wage earner, somebody who's affluent, somebody who's got a powerful position, etc., etc. So guys will willingly put all this stuff out on the table and the women will willingly lap it up because this is what they want to hear. They, they want to assess the guy. And of course, the guy's also assessing the woman as well. I mean, he might be assessing her on slightly different criteria because of course guys tend to be much more you know they, they, they're interested in how the woman looks and probably her personality they are less interested in her career and her qualifications and all that kind of thing but nevertheless each of the two parties are sizing the other one up trying to get a handle on okay so you've done this you're interested in this you lived in this place you did that blah 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 and both of them are trying to sort of in their head figure out, okay, so where do we mesh together? Where's their common ground here? Could this be a thing? Could this work? Okay. Now, all of that, as I say, is what happens in a typical, let's say, blue pill kind of normie dating scenario. This is the sort of thing that you would expect to happen if you've got a couple meeting for the first time who'd met on match.com or something like that, right? You know, and particularly slightly older people, let's say, or people in their, you know, 30s and onwards, 
certainly in their 40s and so on, who are used to a very traditional style of dating. It's all about, right, let's sit down, let's map out all of these different um, uh, points of each other's experience and life and sort of see where it all fits together, potentially. That is absolutely not what you should do if you are hoping to lead the renegade dating life, if you are hoping for renegade dating domination, to coin a phrase, okay? You really want to do the opposite of that, and here's why. When I talk about charisma, I often refer to a list of characteristics that the writer Robert Greene identifies as being elements of charisma in his book, The Art of Seduction. And one of the key elements that he outlines in that book is mystery. Okay, so, excuse me. Mm, Nice bit of ginger beer. So yeah, mystery, right, is key to being charismatic. And I think we can all see that. I think if you think about movie characters that you love, or you think about characters in any fiction, really, that you find interesting, even women that you have fallen in love with, or been in love with, or women that you have admired on television or in movies or whatever, generally speaking, one of the things that all these people have in common is there's a, a hint of mystery about it, okay? And I think, although most guys would say, yeah, I'm just, it's all about the looks, I, I'm all I'm bothered about is how she looks, blah, 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 does she have long legs, does she have this, does she have that? <clears throat> and that's, in the most part, true. But I think men also are turned on by a degree of mysteriousness. If the woman has something about her that he can't quite work out, if there's something a bit elusive about her, if he can't quite pin her down, there's something very sort of powerful about that. There's something very poignant about that. And the same works the other way around, okay? Women are very, very attracted to guys who they find a bit mysterious, who they kind of can't work out, you know? And how often do you hear women saying that when they're talking about men who they've fallen in love with, perhaps men who've ended up treating them badly, who've maybe left them, who they still pine after. There's always that little thing, you know, I could never quite work him out. There was just, there was always, that. there was something about him that I found fascinating. And what she means when she says that is there was something impenetrable about him. There was something mysterious about him. There was something just that, couldn't be explained, that couldn't be pinned down, that couldn't be easily elucidated about this mythical Chad guy that she fell in love with so deeply, okay? So you need to learn the lesson from that and you need to find a way to manifest that kind of mysteriousness when you are interacting with women. Now, particularly, you need to do it at the beginning of the relationship, at the beginning of the interaction. And by the way, when I use the word relationship here, I'm not necessarily talking about a long-term relationship. I'm not necessarily talking about marriage and all the rest of it. 
Um, I, I, it could refer to somebody who you sleep with a couple of times and then that's it. It could even refer to a one night stand. It could refer to a girl that you date for a, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, uh, or, or even a year and beyond, right? It doesn't really matter the duration of the relationship. The point here is that at the beginning, you have to seek to just radiate that sense of mysteriousness. She has to not be able to figure you out too much. And you can see now how this is the polar opposite of the other approach, which is that you go for a coffee with her and you sit down and you say, yes, well, you know, I went to Bath University and I studied law and then I got a job at um, XYZ uh, firm in the city and then I did this and then I did that. And you tell her everything. You lay everything out in front of her. Now, when I watch reality TV programs, which I want to do from time to time, you'll often see the guys and the girls getting to know one another. And the guy or, or the woman will say something like, so what are you looking for? You know, you get this on Love Island a lot. They'll say, what are you looking for? And what they mean is, you know, what kind of relationship are you looking for? Are you looking for a long-term relationship? Are you looking for a short-term fling? Whatever, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> and of course, on Love Island, they always say, and the guys always say, oh, I'm ready to settle down. I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I, I've had my fun. Now I want to have something more serious. Is that true? Who knows? But <laughs> the truth of the matter is that a lot of those relationships don't actually last very long. And the guys probably kind of have to say that because they think that that's what women want, right? They think that, um, you know, and in the context of a program like Love Island, where ostensibly everyone's there to find love, then you kind of have to say that. But in real life, men will kind of go along with this line of thought. They'll say, yes, you know, I'm looking for something long term. I'm looking for this, blah, blah, blah. Because they think that's what the woman wants to hear. And, you know, maybe that is what the woman wants to hear, ultimately. I mean, maybe you're out on a date with a girl who's in her later 20s or, or 30s or whatever. And, yeah, she does want somebody who is going to be a longer-term partner, okay? Maybe she does want that. But giving it up on the first date, as it were, is not doing you any favours in terms of mysteriousness, okay? Because, look, as has been said many times before, women are the gatekeepers of sex. Men are the gatekeepers of commitment. And if you sit there on the first date and you look her in the eye and you say, yes, I am open to a long-term relationship. I'm looking for something serious. And the underlying implication is that that could be with her. Then it's almost the same as the woman who is free, you know, who gives up sex very easily, let's say. Okay. So in the same way that that woman might be some guy, you know, some people might choose to look down on that woman for that which, by the way, I, I don't agree with, but, you know, the, let's say societally, you know, the woman might be shamed uh, for her choice to uh, gift sex to the guy so easily. In the same way as a guy, if you effectively give up your, your commitment really easily as well, that puts you in the same category. You are a commitment slut, effectively. You know, you are, you've given it up too easily. You've given it up with no, um, no, 
not even having to be coaxed. You've just put it right out there, okay? So you're not a challenge, right? And where's the fun in that? Because, you know, again, women will always say, well, I like a guy who's a challenge, right? So what do they mean by that? Well, they mean a guy who she can't just immediately just rock up on the date and wear a nice dress. And he's just without even getting to know her, he is indicating that he is a potential candidate for a long-term relationship with her, right? That's the opposite of what should happen. You know, in a in a well-balanced relationship, it should be the girl who is seeking to tie the guy down. It should be the girl who is who is pushing the commitment agenda and the guy is not resistant to it necessarily, but the guy the guy isn't pushing it because the guy has other things that he's doing. You know, he's busy, he's working on his quote-unquote mission, Um, he's high-powered, he has a lot going on, and he's, you know, he may like to spend time with the girl and everything else, but he has a lot of other things going on in his life other than this relationship, and so, you know, he's not trying to push it along to commitment. If you're that dude who's just like, yep, I'm up for a long-term, lifelong relationship, you could be a a candidate, Uh, what do you think? then it's a bit like you have, I don't know, say you are trying to do a deal with somebody. Say you are trying to buy a house and you're trying to, um, you're trying to get the lowest possible price and you just go in and you tell them the very lowest possible price that you could possibly pay, right? There's no room for negotiation there. There's no, you know... Um, And more importantly, as I say, as far as the woman's concerned, there's no mystery. You've given yourself away really easily, okay? Um, So mystery is really, really important. And it's it's not just about um, not indicating that you're open, you know, you're up for long-term commitment. And by the way, I I appreciate that many people listening to this, that's not even what they're up for. Anyway, absolutely fine, I get that. I'm just, this is just an example of the kind of, bear traps that you can fall into, right? But um, it's not just about that. It's about everything. You know, you don't want to be too open about (sighs) the key details of your life, really. You know, you want to keep things a little bit vague. You want to keep things a little bit uh, unspoken, okay? Um, I'm not saying that you should lie. Right. I'm not saying that you turn up on the date and you work in McDonald's and then you tell her that, you you know, you are um, a hedge fund manager or, or that you look after private banking for celebrities or the royal family or something. I'm not saying that. OK, you don't. I would never encourage anybody to lie because in the end, it's going to be counterproductive. Having said that. What you should be looking to do is to be a little bit opaque, right? Don't give away everything about you immediately. Don't be an open book, you know? People will say to me, well, what do you say when she's, you know, you're talking about what you do for a job, what you do for work, blah, blah, blah. What do you say? And I always reply, well, listen, for years, and this is before I was on YouTube before I was writing about dating and all this stuff, even before that when I was in normal corporate work, 
there were girls I would date for a year, two years, and they wouldn't know with any detail what I did, okay? Why? Well, not because I was trying to hide it. It's just because, for a start, I'm quite compartmentalized, I think, as a, as a human being. I think that's a... Maybe this just reflects on me more than anything else, but I think that I see work as being over here, and then I see my friends and my dating life and everything else being sort of over here, and the two things are, are totally separate. Um, but more than that, I also recognized early on that talking about what I did for a living was not particularly sexy, okay? Um, and unless you've got a really, really glamorous job, that's going to be the case. I mean, even if you work in the city and you're a financier, if you're, you've got a sort of a Jordan Belfort type career going on, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of sexy, I guess. But even then, she doesn't want to hear about the minutiae, right? She doesn't want to hear about the, the, the tiny twists and turns and the office politics and all that kind of stuff. So keep it a bit vague, you know? What I always try to do is to change the subject, is to move the subject off of me and onto her, right? So she might say to me, well, what do you do, what do, you do for work? And I'll say, oh, you know, I work in advertising and stuff. But, but listen, you were saying that you have a, a beauty business. That's, that's pretty cool. Would you, could you tell me a bit more about that? You know, and, and just put the onus on to her. Get her talking about herself. Don't talk about yourself too much. Don't volunteer details. When she asks for details, be vague about it. The same thing can be said for other aspects of your life. I mean, a classic one is how many other romantic sex partners have you had in the past, okay? So if she on the date says, and again, you get this on Love Island sometimes, the, the girl will say, how many people have you slept with? How many girls have you slept with? And, you know, you, if you're there going, well, 29 and, and a half, but that was in Magaluf and I don't really count that one because I fell asleep because I was drunk. Um, just don't do it, you know? Don't do it. Just just change the subject. Just say something like, a gentleman never tells, and then raise your eyebrows cheekily and then move the subject the hell on, okay? You don't want to give a um, an accurate answer to that question because it's either going to be too high and she's going to think oh this guy's a, a man whore and I, I want nothing to do with him or it's going to be too low and she's going to think oh this guy's a bit inexperienced what's what's wrong with him why didn't anybody else want him you know kind of thing so um it, it doesn't do you any favors at all to be upfront about your relationship history and again the very idea of being upfront about your relationship history is very much uh, anchored in what you might call blue pill thinking, right? It's very much sort of uh, this idea that there should be this vulnerability in relationships and sharing and sort of a meeting of souls and everything. I mean, yeah, look, there's a time and a place for that stuff, but... The time and the place for it is about two years down the line, <laughs> you know, if and when you've um, uh, made the decision that you are going to get serious with this girl. The, the time and place for it is not in the first couple of dates, because ideally what you want to do is you want to go on that first date and maybe she comes home with you or maybe she doesn't and 
maybe the second date and then she comes home with you or whatever. But ideally, you want her to be saying to her friends, yeah, he's a really cool guy. I really like him. He's got this kind of thing about him, but he's really hard to work out. I can't figure him out, okay? Because as I said on Twitter earlier on today, the problem with being an open book is that open books very quickly get returned to the library because once you know what the contents of that book is, it's a bit boring, you know? It's a little bit like, okay, so I kind of know the story now. I know how this ends. So I don't really need this book anymore. So I might as well take it back to the library and get something else out that's going to be more exciting, that's going to be more... I mean, you know, you can think of it in terms of entertainment because, again, as, as I've said before, in today's very shallow and consumerist world, a romantic partner, a guy, is viewed by the girl as being almost an extension of her entertainment package. So she's got Spotify, she's got Netflix, she's got uh, social media, Instagram, whatever it is. And then she's got her boyfriend. And the boyfriend needs to compete with the other forms of entertainment. The boyfriend needs to be thrilling, exciting, interesting, entertaining, all of these different things. Otherwise, in the end, she's going to get bored and she's going to want to um, look at other options in the marketplace. Okay, So you've got to keep something back. Don't be an open book. Don't reveal too much about yourself too early on, if at all, okay? And then some of the more personal things, uh, maybe things about your childhood, your family, stuff like that, you may never reveal to her at all. But it really depends whether you're going to end up being committed to this girl or not. If you're not, even if you see her for you know six months, a year or whatever, you don't have to tell her everything. You know, yes, okay, if you think, right, listen, I'm going to marry this girl, this is going to be it, blah, 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 then yeah, it, down the line, you might want to share um, some of those things that are really personal to you. But otherwise, you know, why bother? You know, why, why go there, right? You know, the whole thing about dating in the initial stages is it should be a dance, okay? It should, it's, a, it's a flirtatious dance of you both revealing a little bit and not giving too much away, okay? And this can be, this is before you have sex and then it's after you have sex as well. And it can go on for a really, really long time. And you'd be surprised how long it can go on for where the girl is sleeping with you and you guys are hanging out and seeing each other once a week, twice a week, something like that. And she really actually knows very little about you the rest of the time. She doesn't really know what you do most of the time. She doesn't, she hasn't met your friends. She hasn't met your family. She doesn't really know what you do for work. Um, she doesn't really know what you do the rest of the week, except when you guys are hanging out. You'd be amazed how long that state of affairs can continue for. And in my view, that's the way it should be, because then she's wondering about you. Then she's thinking about you. Then she's trying to work you out. If she's worked you out too quickly, all of the all of the air goes out of it. It's like the tire goes down, right? Because suddenly there's just no there's no challenge. There's no adventure there anymore. It's all bland and a bit dull. Um, now that is, of course, a risk in long term management relationship. Uh, sorry, long-term relationship management. And that's beyond the scope of this episode. But, um, you know, until you 
have made that decision to get into that long-term relationship, if you do, then, you know, keep your cards a bit close to your chest. And again, listen, I'm not saying lie. I'm not saying willingly, you know, mislead. I'm not saying be deceitful. I'm just saying be a bit playful, you know? Keep things under wraps. Don't be this normie who just comes out with everything and is just, you know, because effectively what you're doing when you're that normie dude is you are being a nice guy. You're like, yeah, I'm a decent bloke. I tell it like it is. I'm upfront. Um, I don't like games. You know, that's a classic badge of honor, isn't it? For guys and girls who are normies, they'll say, I don't like games. Well, maybe you don't, but they probably do. And even if they don't admit that they do, do you know what? If you look at the guy or the girl that they've really obsessed over in their lives, that individual probably was playing games. So, you know, games get a very bad name, but, you know, you've got to look at what people do, not what they say. So anyway, that's it from me for today. Don't give away too much too soon. Be a little bit mysterious. Hold back. Be a bit opaque. Don't be an open book. And do that for the win, particularly at the beginning. It's, this is so key at the beginning. As and when you've got a bit more emotional traction, then you can start to reveal a bit more. But that doesn't come for months or even sometimes year, a year or years into the relationship. Okay, I'll leave it there for now. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please do hit the subscribe button. And even if you're not listening to this on my YouTube channel, please head over there and hit subscribe. Really helps me to build up the audience. I'm putting most of my content on YouTube at the moment now. So uh, great hub to be on if you want to see new content from me, both in video form and audio. Uh, Do get on my daily email list. As I said, the link is below. And do grab Renegade Dating Domination. Again, The link is below. I will leave it there for now. See you again soon. Bye-bye.